Alright all you Streetlight Crusaders and I guess a couple of you insomniatic monster grapplers out there tonight Welcome back to the Tuesday Night of the Living Dead 3 Wow, still can't believe this has become a trilogy of sorts And also, for those who are wondering out there Marcus is in attendance and said that Dan the Weatherman Stew should be here within the hour for his sake, he better hope so. But besides all that, folks, I think it's time for us to find out what happened with this week's edition of Monday Night Raw from Greensville, North Carolina. And thank goodness Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins was in attendance because we wouldn't know where Raw took place this week because they didn't say anything about Raw's location. Which is strange, usually a robot or a creature or something would have shown up and said it's something, but we had to find out on our own. Yikes! <laughs> and to kick off Monday Night Raw in typical fashion, folks, Monday Night Raw would start off with none other than the Judgment Day once again, with not only JD McDonnell, but also none other than Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley leading the charge, welcoming everybody to Monday Night Raw and says that the place that Judgment Day runs. And would go forth and say that they took care of everybody who got in their way, including none other than Cody Rhodes after taking him out with a steel chair. And would say that JD to prove himself tonight, since he's still an initiate or intern for the Judgment Day, would be able to take out Seth Rollins tonight, and one of them is going to make a deal to become champion, for her to say, as for my match at Saudi Arabia, I'm gonna prove to those four other women why in the world mommy's on top. And before he could say anything else, none other than Sami Zayn would come out to vocalize his opinion on another Monday Night Raw being led on by the Judgment Day and would say that he's sick and tired of hearing her talk and would say that He's sick and tired about how in the world you try to run everything with power. And would say for his entire career, he fought against people who chased him for power for years on end and would say that if your name is the Judgment Day, my name is in the form of rebellion and he'll fight as long as he has breath in his body in a fight until he sees the end of the Judgment Day itself. For Rhea Ripley to say that they don't need the numbers to make sure you pay tonight, but instead you will fight Damian Priest in our main event of the evening. And would go on further to say that, well, Dominic Mysterio will be able to take care of Ricochet tonight, but at the same time, Damian Priest backstage will be watching onward as we would hear Dominic Mysterio say, well, why wait until later? I think we should do something to him to now. And then immediately would see none other than his opponent Ricochet make his way to the ring for the Judgment Day to backpedal and for Dominic Mysterio to try to get a cheap shot for that not to work. For us to go into our first match of the night, which would see none other than Judgment Day's own Dominic Mysterio going one-on-one -on -one against Ricochet. 
and during this match, Ricochet would suffer the wrath of Dominic's dirty tricks, including a leg pull into a drop kick and a slam into the announce table, only for Ricochet to come back with not only a moonsault kick, insecurity combination leading into a Northern Lights brain buster combination, directly into a shooting star press standing style, still for near fall. Only for Ricochet to come back once again with a springboard crossbody and a lion heart of a lion salt, still for a near fall. But ultimately, this match was brought to an emphatic end thanks to Rhea Ripley distracting Ricochet as well as JD McDonough. Only for Dominic to grab the tights and of course the rope to beat Ricochet 1 2 3 to win this match via pinfall. And yeah, immediately after the match was over, before they could truly celebrate, next thing you know, super kick right underneath the chin of JD McDonough, and a recoil straight for Dominic Mysterio, for Ricochet to be ticked off about what happened, but at the same time, get involved in next week's Fatal 4-Way match for the Intercontinental Championship, where the other opponents will be announced throughout the night. But the second we would see that retreat, we would see a sweet treat as the New Day would show up as the New Judgment Day and would ask for candy. And I do believe Xavier Woods dressed up as Dominic Mysterio and of course, Kofi Kingston dressed up as none other than... <laughs> Damien Priest with one of those things that you would get for lunch and would use that as a money in the bank briefcase <laughs> for the judgment day not to give them any candy but to give them disappointment and speaking of disappointment we would then see Damien Priest getting upset about the fact that Rhea would make the matches around here and say that yeah why did you put me in a match and Rhea would reassure him by saying, you know, we, I put you in a match to prove that you're the Punisher and you're going to bring the punishment to none other than Sami Zayn. Yeah, that's what you're going to do tonight because we're the Judgment Day and we're all on the same page. Yep, really great way to bestow that confidence, folks. <laughs> And the next match to take place on Monday Night Raw, and in my opinion, match of the night, would see none other than the Alpha Academy going one-on-one -on -one against the Kree Brothers. And during this match, and the only reason its existence, would see the Kree Brothers answering the open challenge of the Alpha Academy for them to end up doing some pretty cool moves during this match. Not only seeing Chad Gable being lifted off the ground into a stalling suplex, only for that stalling suplex to be transferred over to the other Creed brother for the suplex to land on Chad Gable. Then we would see from the Alpha Academy dual clotheslines, dual suplexes, as well as an exploder from the two saying, Thank you, afterwards to prove their might. But then we would see Brutus Creed with his strength with a stalling Samoan drop 
during this set contest to Chad Gable for near fall. Only for Otis to come into the ring with a caterpillar to Julius for near fall. Only for us to see a combination from the Creeds in the form of a tiger knee right directly to the face followed up by a shooting star press then even a standing moonsault to Otis for near fall thanks to none other than Chad yikes but what would happen folks would be an ultimate case of dog pile on the rabbit seeing none other than a world strongest slam being broken up by a 450 splash by Julius only for Chad Gable to hit a standing moonsault right directly to the ribs of everybody beneath them. And by the way, that would all lead to a near fall even though that we would see Otis still on top of one of the Creed brothers for the pin. Then meanwhile, outside of the ring, Ivy to prove how much of a titan she is would pull off a German suplex to Akira Tozawa on the outside of the ring, only for this match to come to an emphatic end with a doomsday device version of the Brutus Ball, for Otis to fall victim of that move and for the Kree brothers to win this match via pinfall. After the match was over, we would see two of the world's greatest tag teams shake their hands and show respect to each other to the present and future of this very business. Not bad. Not bad at all. Well, besides that sign of respect, folks, the next thing to take place in the form of disrespect would be another episode of Ms. TV. And during that episode of Miz TV, we would see Miz talking about the pay-per-view coming next year known as the Bash in Berlin. And would try to bring out Gunter for Kaiser to say he's not coming out because you told them to come out. And would say that he's everything that's wrong currently with what's going on in the WWE Universe today and would call him a clown. Only for the Miz to remind them that, yeah, weren't you a sidekick to Gunter? And then Giovanni would say, but you were a sidekick on Total Divas, only for The Miz and like everybody else at home to be shocked that Giovanni talks. And with such a deep voice too. And said, you wish you had a wife as hot as mine to yell at you all the time. And would even say, aren't you supposed to talk only when Giovanni tells you to talk? Or Kaiser? And for Kaiser to say that you only speak when I tell you or the ring general tells you to speak and would tell him to be quiet. Only for Gunter to finally come out after the Miz tried to stir the pot. Only for Gunter to say that he's not a guest and he's seriously trying to run a, sh a talk show in 2023 and would say that just like this show, you're beneath me and he doesn't respect him. Only for the Miz to say that that's not the first time or the last time he'll hear somebody say that to him. And he said he's interviewed an invisible John Cena that is more entertaining than he was. And would say that he's the biggest star in this company. Only for Gunther to say that, yeah, you're the biggest star in this company, but I'm the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. And you're just a talk show host. And that gets proven the second the bell rings as well, too. Only for The Miz to say, oh, so you think I'm not serious? 
Well, I was serious when I beat Randy Orton for the title, with the Money in the Bank briefcase, mind you, was serious when he won the main event of WrestleMania against John Cena, with the help of The Rock, mind you, and was also serious when he became champion again a decade later with a Money in the Bank briefcase that he took from the guy who wrestled before him, and then would even say that he was also serious when he made that title that... Gunther's currently wearing prestigious and will make it prestigious once again if given the opportunity. And then for Gunther to say, ah, just wave him off like if he was nothing, told Kaiser and Giovanni and I do believe an alternative language to destroy the set, which they did, and for Gunther to say, oh, you're not going to do anything about it. You're not going to do anything about it. Only for the Miz to take out Kaiser, throw Giovanni out like last week's trash, and then for Gunther to chop the soul right out of his chest, and most likely cut that tie in half as well. Only for the Miz to come back, take it to Gunther. Only for Kaiser and Vinci to hold them back, and for him to receive a big boot in the face, courtesy of the ring general. And then immediately after that, folks, we would see The Miz walking away as we would see the return of DIY with some cool new music and outfits to make their way to the ring. Only for The Miz to run down his list of credentials and then for him to say, yeah, I want an opportunity at the Intercontinental Champion and would get one along with none other than Bronson Reed. Ugh. And with an already stacked deck for the Intercontinental Championship, folks, I think it's time for us to go grab a glass of water as we try to figure out what's going on in the background here in this creepy set. And when we return, we'll be back with more of the Tuesday Night of the Living Dead 3 right after this. So don't go anywhere just yet, folks, and stay tuned. 